Hey, welcome to What's the Tea. I'm Arthur the Edgy. I'm the Jew. Child, it is Monday. Monday, Monday, motherfucking Monday. Ba-da-ba-ba. What's up, ho? Chow cheese. Like, I just want to acknowledge that the world is fucked up, but I don't want to do that this week. Nope. Um, so the tea is, I don't know if you've, I don't know how much you know about this, but you're a like read up learned person. So I figured I would, <laughs> I would ask you, see, I'm being serious. Okay. Um, so have you heard about this, the woman, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter buying like four pieces of property? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I want to say that like. My name is Les and I am not in that mess. (laughs) I've read, I've read a couple of threads on both sides of the argument. And as I sit here, pretty ignorant to the entirety of the thing. I, I feel like she's had like book deals and other things that maybe she made that money off of. And I, I guess people's issue, there's a lot of issues. First, there are the people who think that an activist should just suffer and like not have anything nice. Then there are the people who are like, well, you claim to be this Marxist anti-capitalist and you grabbing land in white areas to run off and hide is bad. Um, and then there are the people who are like, she, what's she supposed to do? Like, she's made this money. Why can't she enjoy it? And then there are the people who are like, she's misappropriated Black Lives Matter funds. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know. I feel like mm, my spirit is grieved this early in the show. Like, do we know what she's like? What if she bought those houses for her family? Like, is that okay? I mean, I, 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 I'll say this: I do not think it's okay to use funds from the organization to buy herself four properties. Did she? I mean, she, that's self-dealing. That is literally what the NRA is getting you know, like right. broken up for. But if she bought herself a house with the funds, I don't know how I feel about that either. I mean, like, does she pay cash for the house? Is she paying herself a monthly, like, whatever. But like, she has done a great deal of work, like in Los Angeles and, you know, does she is she not allowed to have a nice house in the hills because she's a Marxist? I think that is, there are lots of questions to be answered. So a lot of questions to be asked, but I think honestly, like stay out of that lady's pocketbook. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw a lot of mess. Yes, um, about people being like, "Run me my cut. I, I'm paying to the to the Black Lives Matter. I'm doing this." But, but I mean, I feel like an organization and this is, you know, the the burden of organizing is like if you are if you are like building a coalition or if you are like operating under the auspice of providing care for a community, then you have a responsibility to that community. 
And so I imagine that there are lots of documents uh, like proving budget transparency, like what they are spending their money on. Right. Is it like legal fees for people who are arrested protesting? Is it organizing because like marches and things take permits and that shit is fucking expensive. And, you know, like, is it all that stuff? I mean, sure. If, if, if Patrice Cullors is using $3 million of like donations to Black Lives Matter as a slush fund for her to buy real estate, that's fucked up. Right. I cannot imagine that that is what she's doing, but I have been so surprised by so much um, that nothing surprises me anymore. And right. I would just be disappointed and I would hope that that's not what she's doing. Well, and the thing that people are like, she bought this house in a white neighborhood. Okay, like... Show me. Okay, but it's all fucking <laughs> colonized, unceded land. So it's all it's all native land. So let's not play that game. And outside of, I mean, I guess she could have bought a Baldwin Hills. Is that the argument? Yeah, I, 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 I. Um, and and my hesitation. I mean, like, yes, four properties is a lot. But whenever the right wing nut jobs are agreeing with you is always when I pause to be like, okay, like what side am I really on? Fact. Uh, On Wednesday, this is from the Daily Wire on Wednesday, dirt.com. Okay. Reported a secluded mini compound tucked into LA's rustic and semi-remote Topanga Canyon was recently sold for a tad more than $1.4 million to a corporate entity that public records show is controlled by Patrice Kahn Colors. Oh, I would have never spelled her name right. Um, 37-year-old social justice visionary and co-founder of the galvanizing and for some controversial Black Lives Matter movement. Now listen, from the beginning, I have been hearing rumbles of people talking about the Black Lives Matter funding being like, misappropriated or at the very least them not being able to like show their work on what they've done with the donations um i also have heard lots of chatter from other people affiliated with the movement and this grieves me so deeply like i cannot even tell you to see mothers whose sons have been murdered by police violence like on the radio participating in like positioning politics and being like well if if so-and-so is getting a book deal where's my book deal that's like oh now capitalism has entered the chat and now we're playing the like scarcity olympics and this 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 is this is not this is not the assignment and it makes me really sad and this is how I know it's some bullshit. The next paragraph is Outkicks. Jason Whitlock commented, Black Lives Matter founder buys $1.4 million home in Topanga, which has a black population of 1.4%. She's with her people. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I Like, what if, what if she's recolonizing Topanga Canyon? You know what I mean? Like, like let's... Like, I, I just... I... Uh... uh. I mean, and and really, again, because all of this shit is a fucking continuum. Nothing is new. Tupac said the same thing 30 years ago that he was like, yeah, I have a lot of money. And now because of the fucked up way that our government treats black people, I can't live 
in my I can't live in the neighborhood where I grew up because like because of the scarcity that's being propagated, people will see me as a visible person and want to try to like, you know, take from me because it's easier to take from me than it is to get the the support you need from the government. Like I just think like it's so complicated. Hot takes are so useless and I just I'm I'm my heart is so heavy. And it and it sucks because it's adding fuel to the to the fire of the rhetoric of the other side, right? Correct. Um, uh, especially when everybody has been for the past like eighteen months talking about these funds being misappropriated and where the money has gone, and now you pop up with a brand new one point four million dollar house and like three other houses. But but I feel like everybody is talking about this house like she just slapped down one point four million dollars and bought the house, and I don't. No, if that happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it did, girl, go ahead. Right. Yeah, I, I, oh, it makes me so sad. It makes me so sad. It makes me so sad. But it, but if, but let's say that it's not a Jen Shaw situation and her, <laughs> I was like, who? And her consulting firm has blown the fuck up. And her book deals are crazy lucrative and that she legitimately has with her money that she's earned from the work in the movement bought these four homes. I do see an argument for people who are like, what kind of Marxist socialist are you that you're buying up property? But what if that she, but what if like the house in Georgia for her grandmama, what if she's making a group home somewhere? Like I would like, I hate that it's like, show your work, show your work. But like, you know, in a front facing organization like that, people are, especially because the pot has been salted with so many grifters, people are asking for everyone to show their work. And I hope she can. I hope she can. This is also, you know, nope, not saying that on mic. Never mind. Just (laughs) kidding. Not saying it on microphone. I'll talk to you about it afterwards. My heart, is, my heart is heavy. I'm grieved. Yeah, I'm grieved, and I, and I think it is a similar, you know, critique that people had about uh, the junior senator from from Vermont who has never had a, a job outside of politics. Sure, um, owning multiple properties, and it's like, yeah, how 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 much how much land do you need to own? Knowing, you know, but also like, it's it's just it is so complicated. It is so complicated. Yeah. I yeah. to your point, the pot has been salted with so many grifters. I hope that she is not in that number. Right. Um and and that is my I can stand by this being replayed ten years from now. But Take. also I, Nick the Jew, have never given money to Black Lives Matter because Me are to the edgy haven't given a fucking cent. Because it always felt like, what is Black Lives Matter? Like what exactly am I giving money to? I instead gave money to bail funds or like to specific people who had specific needs that they were meeting. It was backpacks for kids for school, water for for protesters. Like that was, and I think that a lot of people were like, okay, here's a place where we can dump our money so we can feel better. And I think that now they feel betrayed because what they did to make themselves feel better is now sort of looking like they fell for the grift. And if you if you fell for the banana in the tailpipe, that's your fault for not doing a walk around on the car before you got in and cut it on. But you are supposed to be able to trust people to be doing what they said that they were going to do. 
baby, baby, baby. So we'll see. I truly hope everything is on the up and up for for selfish reasons because I'm tired of these white ring right white. <laughs> Child, everything you saying is right, <laughs> except for correct right wing nut jobs calling Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization and and associating the uprisings over the summer um, in the way that we should be regarding what happened to our nation's capital in January. I mean, like, some of those people are still minding their business. Right, right. They're still, yeah, I'm, no, I can't, I can't. Right. I can't. Uh, What's the tea, Hope? Oh man, it's <laughs> um okay. I am not going don't to cry don't on the fucking show. So I will talk about the fact that I um did my first like post pandemic thing last week. What did you do? I went to a concert. Like, what was that like? It was really sorry. Hold on, I just need to take like a breath oh fuck <laughs> everything sucks jesus christ everything is awful <laughs> oh my he texted me with some fucking tragic shit that happened last week too jesus no. <laughs> i need a break talk about the concert beach <laughs> it's, it's that that meme that we were sending in the fucking Instagram DMs today with Maya Angelou about to lose or Dr. <laughs> Angelou about to lose it and Oprah being like <laughs> it's just like oh, give me a fucking break. How much do um, you love the dude who does the Maya Angelou um impression and he just reads ratchet song lyrics? I would I love him so much. I'm not even gonna disrespect him by trying to to imitate it. Yeah, he's incredible. <laughs> because like imitations is not one of my fivefold ministry gifts. <laughs> like I am funny as shit, but I will never be on Saturday Night Live because of that very self-same reason. I mean, I'm no JL Covan, but you know, I have a I have a nice Elizabeth Holmes in me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can do a Olivia's dumb girl inflection pretty well. <laughs> Shut the fuck up with your rude ass. Um, but no, I so I uh, saw a I saw Rufus Wainwright in concert last week at um, a venue in New York City. I promise you, I think I know a Rufus Wayne Wainwright song, but like, is he the white man with the beard and stuff? That is literally many billions of people. <laughs> Child, I don't know the people. He does have a beard. He's he's from Canada. Yes, he is. That is many billions of people. <laughs> he a he a sassy. I don't. Oh, he. I didn't know he was um part of the community. Baby, he family. If it's then it's. Uh, then a it's clean a bookie bookie boo <laughs> yeah no R- rufus wainwright is definitely a bookie boo oh he i know how i know him for his cover of hallelujah oh yes yeah which he which he which was his encore did you cry um i mean like how many times oh 
so I, <laughs> part of, I mean, as a, from one black gay Reggie that we're talking about on the Patreon to another black gay Reggie, um, you know, there weren't a lot of examples of queerness in my, in my life growing up. And I, for all of the, <laughs> the ills and evil that social media have wrought upon the world, like the little black gay boys and the, the little queer black people growing up in a world where Montero exists, like yeah. it makes me so happy for the future. Um, but I found Rufus Wainwright from one of my, like, I actually think my first college boyfriend, I dated mm-hmm. two Tims in a row. I think you only met the second one. Was that the one with the water on his brain or the one that cooked? That was neither. That was in blank TT. Oh, yes. There were a couple of mats. There were a couple of mats. Tim was the really sweaty one. Okay. I don't think I... I knew Tim that could cook. The Tim... I mean, now that now that I know what real cooking is like, I'm <laughs> well, like... Yes. Well, yes. Um, and one of the now did the mat with the water on his brain also have on the lip gloss? Probably. Okay. T- I think uh, I only know is, one Tim. Uh, so <laughs> About three first... Tims. All oh, rest in peace, DMX. <laughs> oh no! You're gonna make me cry again. No, Jesus! Oh fuck. Okay. Breathe. Breathe. <laughs> Okay, so first Tim took me uh, to a Tori Amos concert um, at the Fox. Baby, now let me tell you, let me tell you how I loved Little Earthquakes. But then, <laughs> um, but then when I looked upon Salvation in, in 1997, I had, I had to cast that heifer to the side with the demons. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. oh. Oh, you playing with spirits? Her, her, and Janine Garofalo. I don't play with. I don't play with demons. I never. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. But I love. I fucking love little earthquakes. And this is like before Spotify. Yes. This is this is like when I was giving my computer every kind of motherfucking COVID nineteen ninety eight with all this music I was acquiring uh, virtually. Yeah. Um, uh, he made me a mixtape. Um, a mixtape. I literally, I was like, if I don't do it, I know, you I know, you will. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, and there was a Rufus Wainwright song on it, and it wasn't "Cigarettes and Chocolate Milk," which was the first song of his that I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, what the fuck? This guy is weird, and this song is funny. Is he talking about gay sex? <laughs> um, and there was just like something. Uh, there's something about this, the like humility and simplicity of his voice. Like, it's not a, it's not a very like, oh wow. He he's not like Mark Broussard. You know what I mean? Baby, like, come on, come on. Where the tone from the first minute is just like, oh, you are from the lower seventh. Um, or what his name is. Um, he wrote that whole album about what a name. Who? Child. Give me a minute. I'll come up. You're not talking about Robin Thicke, is you? Child, no, cheese. That's a whole different type of, of white vocalist. 
Um, hey, keep talking. <laughs> um, so they're, they're just like his voice is so beautifully simple, and you know, before Frank Ocean was dabbling in the is he isn't he yeah. you know pronoun game of channel orange and blonde like rufus wainwright was out here being like i'm a man singing a song about him okay. i love him he broke my heart he fucked the shit out of me i mean like these aren't actual lyrics but sure, sure, you know sure. like he was being openly queer in his lyrics and the music was so beautiful and so being able to like for that being my first concert back like it just like it was full of nostalgia, which was like very beautiful. Um, yeah, it was it was nice. I mean, so there's I don't know what it is in other states, but in New York, there's this like app. And I think this all is how we get out of this is going to be tricky with HIPAA. But also like you have to get vaccinated to go to elementary school. So I don't. I, and I don't college. <laughs> <laughs> to do lots of, to do lots of things like they will not let you register for class without like MMR and all the other stuff. Anyway, there's this app in New York called Excelsior and that you can like it is basically a vaccination passport. Mm. Um so I you know like was like here here you go. Here's my little passport. And I sat in the venue and the tables were really spread far apart and there was like wine and food service and it was amazing and I think like it was because he was doing like a, a three or two night thing there mm. um so this was the first night so I think he also was just like y'all this is real life because I think because everybody obviously everybody's been doing um zoom concerts and shit mm -hmm. so he was just like y'all <laughs> We're really, we're really here. We're really here. It was, it was amazing. It, it gave me hope. Um, and Aww. then on Saturday, I saw a, like a Broadway pop-up thing where it was like literally a hundred people in a thousand seat house. Like right. it was like one person per row. So, so I think that model can't sustain sure, like sure, financially sure, sure sure um because one of the many things we've been talking about is can we get rid of these 500 dollars ticket prices and definitely um, so, not with one person per row so i don't think you can do that <laughs> um but i think you know slow slow progress slow progress i mean the the people are still being dumb and reckless mm -hmm. um but I, I'm 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 hopeful. Like I I I got a glimpse of what the other side looks like, and it, it may it gave me a little bit of a little a litty bitty hope. I don't remember his name, but he's the one who sings forward. Oh, James Blake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took the long way on that. <laughs> but you know what? Because that's how we are. Right. I knew exactly what the fuck you was talking about. Forward. Oh yeah, he sang that song on the leftovers too. It, <laughs> like, and I was trying to like, think of the name of it. I was like, is it redemption? Is it remedy? Is it reincarnation? What the fuck is the name of the motherfucking song? But now that I know his name, I can Google Google it. Google it. <laughs> I was like, this white man has seen some struggle. He's seen the he's seen the the world from both sides. Is now, he, isn't he British? Mm -hmm. English? He's from England. Him and Andale uh, was at the same uh, tube stop. 
<laughs> retrograde. Retrograde. Mm. Child. Bay, bay. I was like, reunion, reincarnation. <laughs> if that don't tell you everything you need to know. Yes, baby. Baby, baby. Um, so listen, people mm -hmm. of T Town. I am a woman of a certain age from the California Bay Area. You not gonna do too much of the jacking and the yakking about Gwen Stefani. Now listen, I was concerned when she started to date Blake Shelton or whatever his name is, because I just knew she was gonna turn into a MAGA, a MAGA or whatever. But I feel like even if her <laughs> you just feel like I feel like if her I, I definitely just feel like if her beliefs have changed, she has been smart enough to shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. And Orange County is not a far leap to conservative beliefs, so it's possible, especially cuz she's rich. Um but I see a lot of Gwen Stefani slander on the timeline. And listen, I do think it's it's important to point out appropriation and if somebody were to like present themselves as an ally to like hold them accountable. But I don't really see her as like trying to be out front in social issues or whatever. Like, does she owe people an apology for that fucking Love Angel music baby era where she had like slaves? Yeah, probably. Yes, <laughs> um, apology for many reasons. Um, but I don't I don't want to see too much more of this little hoota 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 about fucking Gwen Stefani. So her and Sweetie dropped a little song and I thought the shit was cute. And everybody was making fun of it and saying it was like a JCPenney ad or whatever. But them shits be, but them shits. <laughs> what? But them shits do be clever and hella catchy and you listen to them. And every time a commercial comes on, you know all the words. Fact. So all I'm saying is, Put some respect on Gwen Stefani's fucking name. Because, and I think that there's a thing that you just have to understand about where in California that she's from. Because people were like, she appropriated black and um, Japanese culture at the same time. The culture she was appropriating was, uh, in fact, the the Harajuku like, streetwear culture. But that's borrowed directly from the U.S. of A., <laughs> Um, but if but get it correct, she was appropriating the Chicano Latinx experience, not not us, an Indian South Southeast Asian for sure. I, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. But like that was a that was if she today had like a bendy on and was like. Chola down. I mean, Chola down is her look. Like it just is. I, you know, but like if she came out with a bendy and had four small Japanese women following her everywhere today, then yes, <laughs> I would have a huge problem with that. I, I yeah, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, God, oh God, oh God. I just think that like you cannot you cannot measure 
everything by a 2021 standard. And it is okay to say like this was fucked up, but not everything is harmful is what I'm saying. You know what? What we're not going to do on today is aggravate me. Uh, (laughs) I feel like I just said we are not going to do that. I think there needs to be a very nuanced conversation between actual harm yes and somebody hurting your feelings i or or doing something that you just don't like fact like i don't like i did not like love angel music baby when it was happening do i think it was harmful in hindsight maybe but she's not doing it anymore I mean, I, I mean, I, again, I, I appreciate the increased vocabulary, but I think one of the things that's really important is that we maintain the complexity of the conversation and that we cannot flatten things out to sort of like jump on to a moment and like yeah. lose our sense of nuance and my favorite fucking word, rigor around the conversations that we are having because like these are complicated issues we need to have them and we need to have them with the complexity that honors the complexity of the issue and it's the reason we're adults right because the nature of the tweets is like how did you gen x people let this happen like let what happen we let we let a a ska chick from fucking Southern California dressed like a ska chick and have victory rolls in her hair? I just, I... I... And did she blend it with, like, Chicano culture? Yeah, but, like, I don't know. My my question is, like, what is what is the end game? What is the purpose? And it's not like, I, like, that Harajuku thing, that, like, street style... I don't know. It's not like she went home at night and took off her Gwen Stefani costume and was wearing like fucking contempo casuals. Like this is her, this is her look still today, basically. I, and, and, and I think that there is a difference between appreciation and appropriation. I, I feel like the, for me, the main difference is like, if you are, if you are paying a clear homage to a culture that is not your own and you are in you are respectful of that culture and you are always acknowledging that culture that's different from look at the new style i made up right and 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 there's something to be said for just not being there like if you aren't from where she's from and you weren't of age during that time you don't i could see how you could look back at it and be like how did y'all let this white woman do this but you have to know something about ska about orange county specifically about like skater culture yeah i mean i i think it is again maintaining the complexity of the situation that like part of living in uh heterogeneous culture like America where there is no ethnic there's no certainly no ethnocultural uh majority because everything that white people get is from other communities of color yeah and that's on motherfucking period uh the language the music the food the clothing the fashion the you know everything is stolen Mm -hmm. and so 
when we talk about people who grow up in suburban, you know, centers, like we have to look at the culture of the time. And I, I just like, I find a lot of these conversations really boring. Yeah. I'm like, like people are getting murdered. Flint still doesn't have clean water. We're mad that we're upset that Gwen Stefani was like, and I realize that that seems like a, a more solvable problem than larger systemic things in our, in our country. But like, I'd rather actually solve the big shit than get myself warped up into a circle over the little stuff. Right. And I understand I carry a bias because I was a huge fan of No Doubt. But, like, what do you want me to do? Jump into a time machine and not not like their music? Like, renounce my fandom to them? It's very, it's very different. It's very different from Lady A. It's very different. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that to me feels very different. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, uh, like Swinger culture or like that movie swingers that whole renaissance back to whatever time period that was when people were fucking huh i didn't say i didn't say nothing oh it was me there's a weird echo that i can't get rid of um where people were like fucking dressing up in three-piece suits and going lindy hopping like in the 90s (laughs) (laughs) it's all of that it's a, a big soup of all of that yeah, I, I'm, I, I just like I want to solve problems. Correct. I would like to solve problems. Well, you could print your own money. Okay. Well, this has been my very last episode <laughs> of this because I think that you should go to hell. It's funny because people like Twitter will usually collectively drag on behalf of Usher and or Tevin Campbell. But now that Usher is the offensive party, they don't know what to do. So far, it's all been like jokes and good fun. So apparently he was at a strip club throwing like hella money and it happened to be like fake Usher dollars or whatever. So then I I haven't really followed up with it. But apparently he says something about Bitcoin or whatever. And everybody's like, nigga, that is not how Bitcoin works. Absolutely not how Bitcoin works, sir. The hope is that people got paid before and or after via like Cash App or something. And he was and the money was just like a stunt. I mean, what we'll probably learn is he was like shooting a video or some shit and Twitter's being reactionary as always. That is what I suspect. Usher didn't I've... pay strippers with fake money bucks left behind for promo. Okay, here's TMZ. Huh, the internet is ablaze with fury that Usher allegedly made it rain on strippers with fake ass money <laughs> with his face on it. No less, but take a breather because that's not how it went down. You might have caught wind of this today. A dancer going by the handle, I'm not going to do that, on IG posted photos of three Usher books that came in $120 and $1 denominations, all with Mr. Raymond's face in place of the usual dead presence. That is, it's not you. I can hear this echo and I fucking hate it. Um, Make a small adjustment. Um... She posted the question, ladies, what would you do if you danced all night for Usher? Do you want to just stop? No, it's fine. And he threw this. The insinuation was she actually got the bogus cash for services rendered and called 
for Usher to be blasted for passing the funny money. She kind of got her wish based on all the Usher memes out there now, but turns out there's no, there's way more to the story, according to people directly involved. For starters, this all happened at Sapphire in Vegas, and a rep for the club t- tells TMZ Usher did not tip the strippers with this fake money and actually dished out authentic greenbacks while also going on to tip the staff at a large at staff at large quite generously. We're told Usher and Co. ended up spending thousands on the dancers, real thousands, mind you, and also enjoyed bottle service, which he definitely didn't cover with these Usher books. It goes without saying, Sapphire tells us they'd love to host him again anytime. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Jokey, jokey, gat. Oh, it's a promo for his Vegas re- residency. I mean, I feel like I, I'm i not a dancer. Sure. Um, um, and I have only been to a strip club twice. Hmm. Um, I am uh, sitting this one out. I mean, you know how the internet is. Like, the truth is going to spread so much more slowly than fiction. Yeah. I just, I feel like throwing dollar bills, like, at people is not, like, I don't think is particularly awesome. It's a thing in the strip club, though. And, like, I I think it's hella unsanitary, but it's just, you know. (laughs) That's also what I mean. Like, sweaty-ass dollar bills. And, you know, like, I'm just like, oh, 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 COVID, COVID. Most definitely. (sighs) Um, I personally think that Usher will bounce right back from this little, they'll forget about it in two days. They gonna forget about, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a new fucking tragedy. Oh, Lord have mercy. Child cheese. Uh, Sports. What's that? <laughs> uh, on Saturday night, there was a first part of two-part WrestleMania. And I don't really watch wrestling, but I follow so many people who do that it's hard to ignore when something big happens. And so for the first time in history, WrestleMania was headlined by two black women having a title bout. Um, Sasha Banks and Bianca, I think her name is Belair, and uh, my entire timeline was super thrilled, and Bianca reigned victorious in that match. So, hey, boo, to those ladies. Fantastic. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I don't I haven't watched wrestling uh, since you know I was sneaking it on the scramble TV uh, <laughs> in my grandma's house when I was being young and fast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love when when Fuck something yeah, black women. I love when something awesome happens with the black people in wrestling because my whole timeline is like lit up like a Christmas tree. It's my favorite thing. I I just love when good things happen with black people. Okay. Because it's a rare condition in this day and age to read, to read any good news any, on the newspaper page. Any. What's the next line? Love and tradition. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. It's a recognition this day and age to read any good news on a newspaper page. Love and tradition is a grand design. design. 
Some people say it's even harder to find. Do, 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 do. Well, there, there must, must be some, some magic clues inside these gentle walls. Uh, <laughs> but all, all I, I see, see uh-huh. is a tower of dreams. Yes. Real life person out of every scene. <laughs> 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 yes. days go by. It's a bigger love with the Family. There were a lot of lyrics there that I actually have never understood clearly. Thank you very um, much. I pop. I possibly tanked eighty percent of that. <laughs> I thought you were about to say I pop my butt. <laughs> I pop <laughs> no. my butt. <laughs> I pop my butt. I pop no, my I butt. possibly tanked a great deal of that. I know our listeners will tag you me in it <laughs> so uh go ahead t-town assemble into nick Jew's mentions and tell her how wrong i was don't do that <laughs> um did you know that macaulay Culkin just had a baby well he didn't have a baby child brenda got a, brenda had a baby did you know him and brenda song went together Absolutely not. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was like, who? Macaulay? Kevin. I had no clue. You know what? Again, a rare condition in this day and age. Also, I did not realize that he had a sister that passed away. What? They named the baby after, it says they named their first child baby boy, named after Macaulay's late sister, Dakota. Oh, that's beautiful and horrible. And so sad, right? I'm like, <laughs> Ariana was right. I ain't got no tears left to cry. <laughs> they were playing that um, 69 song in the market down the street, just full blast, no edits. I'm like, I'm okay with this, but I don't know that anybody else that shops here would be. Can you stay up all night? Fuck, Fuck me, me till the till daylight. The daylight. 3435. I think it's super corny. Who the fuck does a 69 that's great enough that you want to sing a song about it that has math? Fact. Who giving it 34? Who giving it 35? <laughs> the first time I heard that song, I was like, 34? I didn't get it. She was like, I want a 69 with you. I was like, that's not how you. <laughs> oh, never mind. I see what she was doing. Mm hmm. Oh, I mean, if you got to think about, again, dear drag queens, if you got to think about, if you got to explain the joke. It, was, it wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't busting. Well, we can wrap up for this week. We had done a wig cap right before this. So if you were subscribed to our Patreon, you will be receiving one whole hour of us discussing RuPaul's Drag Race. May the best drag queen win. Um, I thought Lucky was a good song. How did you feel about Lucky? It's a uh, recorded show. You have to make noises with your mouth. I was doing the Olivia Lux where I just wasn't <laughs> answering. They can't, they can't see you. <laughs> um, 
yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was a song. It was it was a song. It was great. It was a song. We do have some feedback from Kim, who usually um, is the only person who cares enough about our Drag Race program to write in. Has written in about a regular episode. Ooh, cousin. The T episode three fifty four. Auntie and Uncle Chella. Uh. Hello, Nick Jew and Reggie. I had to write in response to your comments about the Isley Brothers, Earth, Wind & Fire verses. As someone born and bred in NYC, I can tell you firsthand that love of the elements music is not a coastal thing. I love the music the Isley Brothers made, make, and I stand down, Earth, Wind & Fire. If you know how many times iTunes and CDs before that beat me out of money buying different EWF compilation discs and streams because doing so was the only way I could get one song that was not on the other compilations. I don't agree with much else that comes from Steve Harvey, but him listing Earth, Wind & Fire as his all-time favorite group is something I co-sign. I was just happy that this verses caused those who thought they knew but never knew just how many of their favorite rap and modern day R&B songs have the music of these two bands as their foundation. I also appreciated the discussion of the emotions who are IMO, a vastly underrated group. Man, those ladies had some songs. Listen to my old ass reminiscing. I better stop before I start talking like Steve when he was going on about you youngin. <laughs> I just want to clarify that I wasn't saying that we that people only like Earth, Wind, and Fire on the coast. I have been having several other conversations with people, and it seemed to, to be regional that people who were into Earth, Wind, and Fire that like people who were into the Isley Brothers they weren't like Californians is what I was trying to say. Not that like California owns the fandom of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Just here, people seem to listen to Earth, Wind & Fire more than they do the Isley Brothers, is what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. But having gone into that versus heavily favoring the Earth, Wind & Fires, the elements, I have mm-hmm. come on the other side of that, like pretty much listening to only the Isley Brothers for the past like week and a half. And... I've been listening to like whole albums, so like falling in love with songs that I'd never ever heard before. Yeah, I mean, you know, we black people, we're just so incredible at everything, <laughs> basically. And like the legacy of phenomenal black musicians is it just it's we're so lucky. We're so lucky. Yes. Thank you and so I much, think... Kimberly. Sorry for the feedback. I, I think what's great about the one great thing about the pandemic is that it's given us an opportunity, like give our heroes their flowers. Which yes. I think is great. Totally. And I think that like that aspect of giving people that history of like that one song you super like, like this is the original, that one song you super like, this is where that beat came from. Um, and I feel like all of that was pretty well known, I thought, but just in the conversations I've been having since, somebody did not know much about the Isley Brothers, did not know that Footsteps was the, you know, today was a good day, did not know that At Your Best was a cover that Aaliyah performed, you know, so it's to me like, however we felt about Steve Harvey not giving enough history and background I've made up for that in spades reading threads on Twitter and like doing my own research since then. Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm really, I'm, I think this is also like we were talking on the, 
the Patreon about how much joy RuPaul's Drag Race has, I mean, has always brought to us, but I think particularly in the darkest months of this pandemic, like I'm, I'm so grateful, even despite, you know, the sort of triggeringness of, of Steve Harvey and his like malignant heterosexuality. Um, <laughs> that's has, fair. Huh? I think that's a fair assessment of what. Oh, they said that's not fair. I was like, oh, oh, well, Maybe. I said what I said. I ain't ever. <laughs> I ain't ever. You are never. <laughs> Hear me I was like, part well, my lips. Okay. The only the only things that I will part my lips to defend Steve Harvey on is the fact that he is in his motherfucking bag on Family Feud. Period. Oh, baby, baby, in the bottom of it. Yeah, with the mints. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. No, no, no question, qualms or quandaries. Um. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think just being able every so often to take a break from the rage and the sorrow, and and I think I also love that versus has has continued to be a very capital B black thing. Yeah, I hope it stays um, that way too. I'm I'm sure it will because we have too many legends to honor. Um, has just like has given me such profound joy and I'm I'm so I'm so grateful. Well it's that thing that everybody's always so reactionary when some news drops. So when they announce their their coordination with Triller, everybody's like, here we go. Here come the white artists and that like hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I mean I I uh, I hope I hope when this is when this pandemic is over we can take a break just like to take a breath from needing to be the first person to respond to something maybe um be just because like i think it's actually it's it's okay to 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 take a second and listen yeah i think we've 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 learned that like snap judgments can be wrong and like depending on how wrong they are can like actually do damage and i'm not i'm not part of this like everything is harmful, blah, 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 blah. But I, I think, like, wrong snap judgments made without care can, like, be kind of fucked up. Yeah, totally. Well, anything else? You ain't got no me while on Twitter? No. It's not been... <laughs> said no. It's everything not... Is, it's bad. It's not been that fun of a place the last couple of days. <laughs> it really... Nick... <laughs> Jew, <laughs> it really has not. Yeah, so it really has not. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, everybody going through something. Please be just before you before you unload on somebody. Just maybe try to be a little kind. Mm-hmm. Um, is is all I have to say. Um, it's it's been hard to be a human. You know, mm-hmm. it's been it's been really hard to be a human being these last couple hundred years, mm-hmm. but particularly as we round fully into year two of this bullshit. Like I, I, I hope for more more kindness. Yes, that's a very nice way to go out. I'm gonna start today. This is the day that the Lord has made. And if you're gonna try it. Just be accurate. And quiet. (laughs) Bye. Bye.